This is a special feature from Overdrive. And now, here's our broadcast. There are a number, uh, a fairly large number of carriers who use a formula um, to, uh, to calculate the surcharge for owner-operators. And generally, the elements in, in it, uh, not exclusively, but generally, are a number they're protecting, um, one, 120 to 140 um, would be the, the number they're protecting. In other words, they're, um, they could tell an owner-operator that, you know, um, they'd never pay um, more than the equivalent of $1.20 to $1.40, depending on what number they're protecting. They then factor in the uh, uh, current uh, week's uh, EIA um, number, and then they make an assumption about mileage. Um, and they, you know, those mileage assumptions have been moving lately uh, from, you know, in the, the six to six and a half uh, area over the last 24 months. They, we've got a lot of them now over seven. Um, so the assumption on mileage is, you know, 6.8 to uh, uh, 7.1 is probably the uh, the bulk of them in, in dry van and, and refrigerated um, flatbed, depending on whether it's heavy haul and things like that, could be, uh, you know, five miles uh, to the gallon, uh, you know, or in the sixes. So. Their, their numbers are a little bit different, but the formulas all work the same. There's a number they're protecting. Um, they'll subtract that number from the EIA number, and then they'll divide it by the number of uh, miles per gallon uh, that the, the driver is ex uh, expected to get, and uh, that'll give them a, uh, um, a surcharge amount. And that may that may be more or it may be less than some shippers pay them uh, because that that operates independent of um, the you know hundred percent surcharge it, it simply is telling the uh, driver that you know or owner operator that you know we've got a, a we're protecting a dollar forty cents for you um, and and here's how we do it as opposed to whatever they worked out with various shippers, which which might vary. I don't know whether there's a there's no perfect way to do it. Um, both work, um, and um, but we've seen uh, uh, we've seen more formulas than we have. We pass 100 percent of the surcharge uh, through, although that's grown in in popularity over the last three to four years. The fuel surcharge is. You know, they unless you're changing them daily, uh, you know, when they come down, the owner-operators benefit uh, significantly. When they go up, um, it's the opposite. Prices yeah. move up. You're always you always tend to pay a little more than what your what your surcharge is going to be because it's based on last week's number. We show just under 50 percent of the carriers offering a sign-on bonus. They're moving kind of within some ranges now. The bottom 20, for owner-operators, still about 50% of the, the folks uh, offering a bonus. You know, the 25th percentile um, for uh, people offering bonuses 
it's running from about a thousand dollars to twenty five hundred dollars uh, for an owner operator. The fiftieth percentile is ranging in at the three thousand to uh, six thousand dollar range, and the seventy fifth percentile is uh, you know sixty five hundred dollars and up. Uh, teams uh, still are the biggest premium out there. Um, you know, any place from um, seven thousand to well, any place from five thousand to fifteen thousand, depending on the market and the need at the time. Uh, the other thing that stays very consistent is that the carriers uh, move move the bonuses around quite a bit based on their supply and demand. Uh, if they're really hurting in Chicago, those bonuses will go up in Chicago. Um, but they're they're moving within a range. Um, you know, it's on un, it's unusual to see. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything over 15. It's really kind of unusual, and this is on the team side. It's unusual to see one uh, that goes over 12, but it, it can happen because somebody will go in and they'll. Um, raise it for a short period of time um, and they'll come right back and and drop it to you know maybe they're running a, uh, on a everyday basis they run a ten thousand dollar bonus or seventy five hundred they'll take it right back down to where it was and they they feel the need um, so they uh, they're mobile um, with their thinking about bonuses we've had strong rates uh, we've had strong demand uh, for uh, owner-operators, and we've seen uh, those things come together to uh, kind of both push owner-operator income up, um, you know, which is an obviously a very good thing. Uh, at, at the same time, owner-operators continue to get smarter about how they operate their business, and, uh, you know, they continue to uh, be better businessmen and women uh, each year, even though this has been a terribly tough market. We do think that uh, flatbeds have benefited uh, um, more um, than drive-in or refrigerated so far, um, that uh, they've been on an upward curve um, longer, and uh, they continue to enjoy the benefits of pretty high demand and uh, um, rates that seem to move uh, probably a little bit ahead of uh, what drive-in and refrigerated are moving at. So I think some of the drive-in refrigerated still have catch-up to do uh, as far as uh, being as well compensated as the flatbed uh, uh, folks are right now. The independents have the advantage of playing that spot market, too. And, you know, at times that spot market's been red hot. So, you know, they've, um, they're, they're filling freight, you know, can come out of that spot market where we've seen some pretty significant spikes in rates there from time to time in different parts of the country is, you know, that supply and demand kind of uh, cross each other and drive rates up. So I think uh, uh, that wouldn't, uh, not only wouldn't surprise me, I would expect that the independents probably have done a little bit better uh, uh, because of that.